Sonia. Not merely an alluring voice or a pretty face, but I've been mentioned in federal district court, in both the Michael Cohen and the Paul Manafort trials. That's a kind of fame, right? We're coming to you from an undisclosed location near our nation's glorious capital. In case there's a coup and shit is needed quickly. Whoops, I've said too much. Take it away, Mr. Showbiz. Thank you, Sonia. That was fantastic, as per usual. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back, and it's good to be here. We were going to have a uh, Cole Porter's memoriam kind of show, because my band, the Cole Porter's, after 17 years of alternative bluegrass, has knocked it on the head. We are kaput. We are no more. We are deceased. We are a dead parrot. But nonetheless, when I was compiling the show, Aretha Franklin died, and she takes pride of place over the cold porters so we're going to do start off with five aretha franklin songs have a smooth transition you won't even notice what we're doing musically it's so slick and then we'll end with about four or five cold porters songs aretha franklin is undoubtedly an american giant up there with louis armstrong duke ellington hank williams and whoever you want to name bob dylan whoever you want to name i never saw aretha franklin live i deeply regret that my sister in alabama saw her live said she tore the place up there's no surprise there we're going to start off with my favorite Aretha Franklin song. It's Don't Play That Song. It's off of the album that came out August 24th, 1970, called The Spirit in the Dark. It's just a terrific album. She wrote five of the, five of the 12 songs on it. Now, Don't Play That Song. I know many of you are thinking, hang on, that's the Benny King song. It is the Benny King song, the same guy that did um, the great classic that is Stand By Me. He was the lead singer of The Drifters. And of course, he left the band. So this is a song of his from the early 1960s where he had a he had a hit with it and a legitimate hit with it. Aretha got it to number 11 in the charts in the uh, USA. I believe it was number one on the R&B charts. It was a top 20 hit here in uh, the United Kingdom, here in Europe. It was a big, big, fat hit. I've, I've loved it. I love that she swings on it. Listen to the joy in her voice and listen to the swing in the band. These are session players, but she's got them playing like they're her own band and they've just got a joyous groove that's infectious. So Lady Soul will start us off. We miss her so much already. She just left us. And this is Don't Play That Song.
Come on. Sounds like G-L-O-R-I-A. G-L-O-R-I-A. It also sounds like Let It All Hang Out by the Hombres. It's the same riff on all three songs. Gloria by Van the Man, or Them, his wonderful Belfast band Them. Uh, Let It All Hang Out by the Hombres. And that was Save Me by the great Aretha Franklin. From the very first album she put out on Atlantic when Jerry Wexler resuscitated her career, the name of the album is I Never Loved a Man the Way I Loved You. Many people call it the greatest soul album ever made. Some people say Otis Blue is by Otis Redding. Me? I have no particular horse in this race. I, I like both records a lot. Save Me was written by Aretha Franklin with the uh, great musician Curtis Owsley and her sister Caroline Franklin gets a songwriting credit as well. Caroline did a lot of backups for Aretha and I've been reading so many great pieces in the Guardian newspaper here in uh, London and then in the New York Times, the Washington Post, the LA Times had some great pieces by the by and the Times here in London did as well. I think I just said that. But one of the things, like, someone wrote that her career overshadowed her sister's careers as as singers. Well, yes, it did. But let's remember, Irma Franklin did do Peace of My Heart, which Janis Joplin, Big Brother, made a rock hit out of. So Irma Franklin did have a a pretty decent career. And Caroline sings on Aretha's records, which is uh, not, not a bad gig. So... What can you say about Aretha Franklin? She did it all. And people say, oh, this person sang ballads, this person sang jazz, this person sang blues. Well, the reason I like Save Me from Aretha's first album in 66 is because it's just that Gloria riff. It is Aretha Franklin doing an R&B version of garage band rock. Think I'm being silly? Well, I'm not. It is. That's all it is. It's just a great riff over and over again. And she delivers it, which is the key to Aretha. We're going to keep going on now, shifting gears entirely. From the Amazing Grace album, we're going to do a little Aretha gospel, bless her cotton socks. Aretha uh, recorded it in Los Angeles, California, the Amazing Grace album. There's a documentary coming out. Uh, they When it was shot, uh, Sidney Pollack didn't have the, the sink on. So in other words, it was f- filmed, this live performance in a church. And unfortunately, the, the music did not match the footage because he didn't use clapboards. Those things that go... And then they start. Now, I don't know how Sidney Pollack, who's the genius that he is, could not know that making a documentary, but whatever, whatever. And it's interesting. I saw some of the footage recently, and there down front is clearly Mick Jagger. There's a white long hair down front, and there's it's Jagger. I'm told Watts was there as well, but the more demure Charlie Watts is probably in the back of the room. Anyway, this song is called Climbing Higher Mountains. There's two versions on the expanded edition of Amazing Grace, the complete recordings, which came out in 1999. The original record came out in 1972. I want to send this out to James Gregg, my humanities teacher at Ballard High School, because he had this album on the wall. He liked it so much. He put it up in the humanities classroom. I've talked enough. Aretha, please take it away with Climbing Higher Mountains.
Sister Carolyn Franklin. And that's Carolyn in the background going, That's Carolyn singing behind her sister Aretha on that brilliant composition from Aretha's second album for Jerry Wexler's Atlantic Records. Uh, I believe it came out in 68 or, early, or late 67. Lady Soul. That's Ain't No Way. What a stellar, stellar composition. We're going to do one more Aretha Franklin song here because there's so many great articles and, and obituaries that and, and remembrances of Aretha 
that there's not much I can really add. I, I think that, uh, oh, I would say this, when Aretha sits down and sings at the piano, it's better. When she's at the mic all by herself, she's a great performer and a great singer. And, you know, I think she's the best singer we've ever had, period. Certainly the best post, post-war post singer that, that I've ever heard. More than Sinatra or Little Richard or John Lennon or anybody had an extraordinary voice. My favorite singer as a singer is Aretha Franklin, period. None of this best female vocalist or best R&B vocalist singer, period. It's Aretha. But uh, the first album I ever bought from Aretha came out in October 68. I saved up all my dough. I bought Aretha in Paris. It's a live album. And then when the reissues came out and I was writing criticism for Mojo and Uncut, I, I, I was sent the CD reissue, which is just the regular bog standard album. It's not expanded or anything. And in it, Jerry Wexler and some of the guys are basically saying it wasn't a hot band that they sent to Europe with Aretha the first time for reasons they don't really get into. Uh, I thought it was a great record. They're kind of, it's weird to buy a reissue and they're basically saying in the liner notes, this may not be as good as it should be. Anyway, it was recorded live at the Olympia Theater in Paris. Never played there myself, but I've walked by it. This is Aretha Franklin doing one of my favorite songs of hers, Since You've Been Gone, Sweet Sweet Baby. Yes, it was written by the great lady herself and her first or second husband, Ted White, who was her manager. But I just think it kicks butt. And with this, we'll say goodbye to, to Lady Soul. What an outstanding American artist and what a contribution she made to the world. It's a shame she didn't seem to be a happier person, but she had a tough life. But she certainly alleviated the pain in many, many others and great, great succor and uh, beauty and grace and calmness to so many, uplifted so many spirits, if not her own. Lady Soul will say goodbye to you now with the song, Since You've Been Gone. Baby, baby, sweet baby.
Lee Morgan on the trumpet. Benny Golson, who wrote almost the whole album on tenor saxophone. Bobby Timmons on piano. Jimmy Merritt on the bass, and that thump is Art Blakely on the drums. That's Art Blakely's Jazz Messengers from 1958, live in uh, Paris from their famous album, Olympia Concert, or a famous album if you're a jazz fan. And I've had this Art Blakely's Jazz Messengers album on my desk for almost a year now. I do like jazz. I'm not a nutcase about jazz like I am about earlier rock and roll and bluegrass, but I do like it a great deal. And I've been trying to work some jazz into the show, not to just touch all bases, but just because there's some things I like that I think deserve being heard. Why I played that track, which is called I Remember Clifford, I assume it's about Clifford Brown, the, the, the uh, great jazzer that died. It's a, by the way, it's a Benny, Go, a Benny Gobson uh, song, the guy that played tenor saxophone in Art Blakely's Jazz Messengers. The reason I played it is if you think about it, it has the exact same feel as Aretha Franklin songs like Ain't No Way that we heard earlier. It has that exact same tone, tenor feel. It's, uh, it's, I, it's something that the, the pain, trials, and tribulations of the African-American community, they can really just turn it into their music, into their art, effortlessly or seemingly to me, some white kid from the suburbs. And I've always loved that track, and I've been trying to think of a way to play it. And now after Aretha, this uh, great song by Art Blakely's Jazz Messengers seemed to fit seemed to fit right hand and glove musically. So I wanted to get that in there. And speaking of the same kind of vibe, a similar vibe, we're, we're, we're doing a sort of a segue here, kind of a musical shift, but slightly, so it doesn't jar the listener, that is you. I'm going to play a song now by, of all people, Arlo Guthrie, recorded at, of all places, the University of Kentucky, back in Lexington, Kentucky. Here's Arlo. Gonna hop on the last train in the station. Won't need to get yourself prepared when you're on that last train to glory. You'll know you're reasonably there. Maybe you ain't walked on any highway. You've just been flying in the air But if you're on that last train to glory You'll know you must have paid the fare We are only 
train to glory that will soon be long, long gone. I'm gonna hop on the last train in the station. Won't need to get yourself prepared if you. How about that? Three. Count them. Three. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're too kind. Thank you. Oh, it's just a radio show. Thank you. Oh, you need flowers for me? Thank you. Uh, three live cuts in a row. Wasn't that clever for me? Aretha Franklin, Art Blakely's Jazz Messengers, and Arlo Guthrie with the fabulous University of Kentucky Fighting Wildcats Symphony Orchestra. Should I give the credits? No, that's about 40 names. But whoever, John Nard, John Nardolio, Leo, boy, they're laughing at me back in Lexington. He's the musical director and conductor. I've got the giggles now. That was recorded by Arlo and the gang. March 10th, 2006, at the Otis Singletary Center for the Arts in Lexington, Kentucky, on the campus of the University of Kentucky. Hey, and it's on Arlo's own Rising Sun Records. It came out in 2016. I don't know what took so long to come out, Arlo. Uh, it's an album called In Times Like These. It's Arlo Live, as I said, mainly doing his original compositions and backed by this beautiful orchestra at the University of Kentucky. I don't know who played me something from this. And I just thought it was it was staggering because uh, he does do City of New Orleans and, and Good Night Irene. And he does an encore of Can't Help Falling in Love, the Elvis track. But mainly it's his own stuff. And it, it not only is of all people, I've seen Arlo live twice, but I've only seen him just with acoustic guitar. And you wouldn't think that Arlo Guthrie and a big symphony orchestra would go hand in hand as well as they do, but it's just beautiful. And you it makes you realize, it makes the novice, the newcomer to Arlo Guthrie, realize that he has some Kraken songs of his own. He has another song out, he has another album out with the Dillards where they back him up on a bluegrass thing, but they're doing a lot of songs of his dad's and and it's all great, you know, the Dillards and, and Arlo. It's called Postage Stamp and they're doing songs of Woody's. But I mean, this is Arlo's own songs backed by a symphony orchestra and it works. And as I've said, it's called In Times Like These. It's highly recommended. And if you think Arlo Guthrie's sort of silly and superficial, you're wrong. It's a great record. Now, speaking of a bunch of people that were uh, not silly and not superficial, we're going to play something that has something to do with Gene Clark. And after that, we're going to play something that has something to do with me. I'm bound 
go away, go away, down your way. Don't wanna hear your trumpet sound. I'd rather be a fallen angel, flying too close to the ground. I'd rather be a fallen angel, flying too close to the ground. Take me to my wake, take me to my wake, take me to my wake before I die. I don't want to wait until it gets too late. Take me to my wake before I to my wake before I die. That's better than wake me up before I die, die. Uh, this is a song called, uh, that was a band rather, called Feral Barrel, which have friends of mine in it. But I want to do this in the right order. So let's go to the song before it. What was the song before it, Sid? It was by the Rose Garden, the band that did Next Plane to London, even on runway number five. It was that so uh, that band, and they have a reissue album out, which people like me are making a big fuss over because it has a big heavy-duty birds connection, B-Y-R-D-S. Uh, that was Till Today. It was the first song of these two we heard. It was written by Gene Clark, and they recorded that, and it's Gene's song called Long Time, which were demoed by Gene for them in 67. He'd already put out the Gosden Brothers record. I think I'm right in saying, yeah. He already put out the Gosden Brothers record. And obviously he had some great tunes left. How did the Rose Garden meet Gene Clark? Well, they were playing in Los Angeles and Gene was in the audience. Now the, the Rose Garden were mega, mega, mega Birds fans. A five piece, had a female singer in the Gene Clark slot. But other than that, they had the same lineup as, as the Birds. So they're playing and their set was uh, feel a whole lot better. So you want to be a rock and roll star. She don't care about time. A lot of things that Gene knew. Before they started to feel a whole lot better, someone had spotted uh, Gene. I think it was John Noreen, the blonde guitarist, said, hey, if uh, Gene's out there and he wants to sing this one. And they started, dum, 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 dum. And Gene was racing to the stage, jumped on stage, sang the song with him. They were friends ever since. The album came out. And as I said, it had two of Gene's songs on it. That was Till Today. They do a great version of Gene's Till Today. Uh, the, there's no finished Gene version of Till Today. You have to get the Rose Garden version. Gene has demo versions floating around where it's him and acoustic guitar, but there is no sort of full-on band version. So you sort of get the vibe of what Gene was up to by listening to the Rose Garden. And it's called A Trip Through the Garden, a Rose Garden uh, collection. It's a CD on Omnivore Records. Omnivore Records, a fabulous label. More about them later. And uh, I recommend it highly. It's got a bunch of birds covers on it, if you like the birds. And they do a very, very good job. They're good, good singers, good band. And anything to do with Gene Clark, you're going to hear in this show. After that, what we just heard before I started yakking, was Take Me To My Wake from the Bristol Bath, uh, what's Froom, Froom Somerset band called Feral Barrel, which is three ladies. I use the word sincerely. 
And all the songs are written by Sue, whose last name, no, it isn't, it doesn't escape me. Sue Claire wrote all the songs. And there's a harmony singer who's called Lucy, whose last name does escape me. And there's a fiddle player and a harmony singer on whose name I can't remember at all. No, it's Gemma White, <laughs> who used to be in the Cole Porters. So that was Take Me to My Wake by Feral Barrel off of their recent album, came out about five months ago, called Feral Barrel Get It Writer. Get it? Get It Writer. And it's a good record. It's got a it's got a barcode on the back, so you can find it somewhere. The reason I played that particular song is although I think uh, Sue Claire writes some really great songs, is Gemma's singing is uh, high up because she doesn't do the lead vocals too much. And I like Gemma. She was in the Cole Porters with me. And on banjo with Joff Losom, J-O-F-F, a rather curious first name for a rather curious young man. And Joff Losom was in the uh, Cole Porters as well, the long before Gemma. So it's one of those crazy things. We have two members who both played in the Cole Porters with Sid Griffin, but not at the same time, on the same record. So I have a sort of a soft spot for that Tame Me To My Wake song, because not only is it a good song by a good band, two people I was in a band with are on it. And you can't beat that unless three people are going to be on the track that are in the band that I was in. And that's not ever going to happen. So now we move on to the tragedy of July 16th of this year. When I announced the breakup of the Cole Porters after 17 years of acoustic bluegrass, alt country bluegrass, alt bluegrass, Americana, folk, and all sorts of beautiful things. And I want to thank everybody that came to the Cole Porters gig. I want to thank all the Cole Porters. And I want to play this song. And the name of the song is, it's probably my favorite Cole Porter song. And yes, I wrote it. And don't get mad. Okay. Bleh. But I did write it. I'm very proud of it. Karenza Peacock had a friend that told me it was one of his favorite songs of all time. His name was Tom. Tom out in L.A., this is for you. No More Chains by the late, great Cole Porters.
Shining from the mountains, driving me home. 
band in that cloudy land. I'll make a sound, rock the ages, a full and ancient tone, a song to call me home. There's a light shining from the mountains, shining from the mountains, come to carry me. fun to play that one live that's me and the guy I co-wrote the song with singing it from the album Turn the Water on Boy thank you, thank you live we let Neil Robert Hurd sing it he did a great job singing it why? because I couldn't play the riff and sing at the same time. But Neil did a great job. He'd get everybody to sing along with it. And that bit at the end, this is called the deferential fade. Now the banjo and the mandolin are still up with the fiddle, but the vocal's gone. It's called the deferential fade. I love them. I'm gonna marry a deferential fade when I grow up and become a fireman. Anyway, Neil Robert Hurd sang that song for us live and it, and it just always went down a treat. And uh, it gets boring playing a lot of songs, but that song came out in, says he reaching for the album, that song came out on an album in 2008, and 10 years later, we were still playing it in the show. People really, really loved it. So, uh, ah, those days are gone. It was Cole Porter's A Light from the Mountains, very proud of it. And before that was No More Change. That was from the album Durango, which we recorded out in Durango, Colorado with Ed Stasium, who's the guy that produced uh, the Longriders as well. And uh, there's a new Longriders album coming out February 15th of 2018 on the Omnivore label in the United States and on the Cherry Red label in the the UK and Europe. So we're very proud of that. But anyway, no more chains. I don't have anything to say about it. It was just Ed Stasium did a brilliant job. He produced the Ramones. He produced uh, many things to the Ramones. He produced Smithereens, Belinda Carlisle, Jeff Healy Band. He mixed, as I've said many times, Midnight Train to Georgia by Gladys Knight and the Pips. So that makes him my hero. And we're going to move on with my favorite song that Neil Robert Hurd ever wrote for the Cole Porters. This one's called Closing Time Genius. And yes, I'm getting a little choked up. Pass me the bottle. Do me no harm. I'll have two fingers One from each arm Say you can't help me Say I can't hear I'll start on the whiskey I've finished the beer 
smart when I walked in I'm much smarter now This closing time genius Is thinking much more than his brain With yes and wisdom I got him in space Leave the amateurs crying In their lemonades Set him up, join me Hey, I can dream This guy with no water Can't run out of steam Smart when I walked in I'm much smarter now This closing time genius Is thinking much more than his brain But I don't understand Why there's no sparkle in this wedding band Ah, but it's like it was planned My IQ rises with the minute hand Smart when I walked in I'm much smarter now This closing time genius much more than his brain will allow More than his brain will allow More than his brain will I mean great Neil Hurd composition, Closing Time Genius. He wrote a number of great songs. Farmer's Hands springs to mind. My wife likes tea and tobacco. Uh, the song, tea and tobacco, that Neil wrote. Sid Griffin, a guy on banjo that needs to sober up. Neil Robert Hurd, composition and uh, singing and the uh, guitar. The great Carly Fry on fiddle. And I think she sings a little harmony on that one. Carly's in Vancouver, Canada, and we miss her to this day. And our friend Jeff Kazmierski on Doghouse Bass. What happened was our, our bass player, we are going to fly to Colorado uh, the next m- one morning. I was bringing no, uh, excuse me, I was bringing my daughter home from school. And uh, the phone rang and the bass player said, oh, uh, 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 I've been arrested for marijuana. I, I can't go to the States, which he could have told me three weeks earlier or a month or two earlier. So anyway, he didn't go, and we got to Colorado without a bass player, and we grabbed a guy that uh, Neil had seen playing in a bar at some uh, session, and that was Jeff. And thank you, Jeff, for saving that album. A great Neil Robert Hurd song. We're now going to end with uh, two songs by the the Cole Porters. I think five's enough. Maybe we'll do some more the next time. But after 17 years, you got to give me a break. It was 17 years playing alt-bluegrass with the Cole Porters. C-O-A-L, should you look us up on Spotify or YouTube. And I, and I do 
it was the right decision to knock it on the head because I'm exhausted. But nonetheless, it's a sad one. So this is a, a single we had out in 2012 off of our album, Find the One. But this is not the version of Heroes by David Bowie that's on Find the One. This is an edit, a single edit, where I, I chopped off a minute. So we're going to hear heroes off the album find the one and then we're going to hear one final ramones excuse me i've given it away we're going to get hear one final cole porter's song and i'll say adios amigos for this podcast and god bless you and all that kind of stuff take it away squid swim like dolphins like dolphins can swim though nothing nothing will keep us together we can beat them forever and ever we can be heroes Just for one day
Hollywood way I stood with two friends from my home A star would it said at 8 p.m. in red A group would play called the Ramones A group would play called the Ramones Tickets in hand, we went to see this band Not knowing our lives would soon change They looked quite a sight like the shadows of night Four guys from Queens called the Ramones To a song where we all cried Put on my old leather jacket The day the last Ramon died Swirling happy sound, the guitar man's spider legs apart. The bass player's hair was whipping through the air. The drummer pounded with all his heart. The drummer pounded with all his heart. Forty years on, you still can hear their songs. Their t-shirts worn and torn with pride. I'll never forget, though I'll always regret the day the last Ramon died. Blues away. Blues away. Now we've lost Tommy. So listen to a song where we all cried. I put on my old leather jacket. The day the last Ramon died. 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 That's the day the last Ramon died. The lead track off the two twenty of the twenty sixteen album by the Cole Porters called Number Six. It was our only record with Carenza Peacock on the fiddle. But Carenza's moved to Southern California, so there's no real point having saying Carenza's a member of the band, which is that far away. I mean, I adore her, and she said she'd continue to play with us, but she's so far away from a, a band based in Europe. It isn't true. So there you go. That was a, a long run for Sid Griffin and Nia Robert Hurd. Andrew Stafford on the bass. And um, that was the day the last Ramon died, which is exactly what you think it's about. I'd like to send that one out to Ed Stasium. 
producer of the Ramones and Sid Griffin and his many guises. And I deeply appreciate everything Ed's done for the music industry, including the Ramones and including me. That album, number six, was produced by the great John Wood, who many of you know from Legion Leaf by Fairport Convention and all the classic Nick Drake albums. I believe he did an album with Squeeze. I believe he did an album with Squeeze, yes. And I loved number six. It came out two years ago, right about now, and had some great stuff on it. Neil had a song called Save Me From The Storm, uh, a brilliant instrumental from Carenza called Chopping The Garlic. I had a song called Train Number 1005 I'm very proud of. and But those days are gone. The Cole Porters are no more. This is the end of the podcast. I, you've been riffing with Sid Griffin. And it's usually, hi, hello, and how are you at the top of the hour. And this time, it's goodbye, gotta go, get out of here. So this is Sid the Squid saying, this is the end of summer 2018 podcast. You know we love you. We love you madly, as Duke Ellington would say. Gotta go, Jethro, and stick around because there's going to be more music coming from me. And I don't just mean on a podcast. I mean in terms of live performance. There's more music coming from me. I'm in Sweden in September. I'm in Ireland in November. And I'm playing with Dan Stewart at the end of November, beginning of December. It's going to be a busy 2018. And I'll see you in 2019 with the solo and the long riders and many other things again god bless everybody that came to see a cole porter show and thanks to the cole porters themselves sonia kevin stokes my engineer you two get me out of here <laughs> <laughs>